This is another episode of Main Corpse. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Kelsey. This is Kelsey. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. All right, and now we're going to try this fancy <clears throat> wine that I chose. It is Dracula wine from California. They're sparkling rosé. Um, we've talked about them before. We had their coffee on the show. We did, and it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I am not a big wine drinker, so I feel super fancy right now. And I'm going to hold it in like a super fancy Be way. Be all fancy with yeah, it. absolutely. I'm being super fancy. So, champagne. Champagne. Is it, it is a sparkling, sparkling. rosé. Yeah, look at this. Fancy. Fancy bitch right there. Mm-hmm. The fanciest. Okay. So I don't know what a rosé is supposed to taste like. But so, yeah. So a rosé is somewhere between a white wine and a red wine. That's why it's a rosy shade. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a pink. I like it. It's got a sweetness to it at the beginning and almost a bitter finish. It definitely has a bitter finish. <laughs> uh, I... I like the level of sparkles. Like, it's got bubbles coming up through it still. It's, got a, it's, it's definitely bubbly, yeah. I am not sure what it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> but I do like it a lot. I like it. I, I like the flavor. I like where it hits my tongue. I like the bitterness. It's not so bitter. I'm like, ooh, this is disgusting. I'm trying to drink it like I would normally drink a beer. And I'm trying to, like, taste find all, all the, the, notes. the notes. That's, that's exactly how you would so try this That's wine. what I'm trying to do. So let me try another. It's got kind of a... You can definitely taste the grapes, for sure. I've had mm -hmm. wine before where it didn't even... You couldn't even taste grape in it at all. Yeah, and I don't like dry wines, so I think this is a nice, like, midway point between a sweet and a dry. It definitely is. Um, and I am much more of a sweet person if I'm going to drink wine. I'm not going to lie. We I, are not fancy bitches. We just try to look like them. I, uh, I will, um, you know, I will absolutely down a bottle of, like, a sweet, like... Um, not even necessarily a grape wine, like a uh, strawberry, wine. strawberry wine or something like that. Yeah. I'll kill it. I'll kill a bottle of it. Um, <laughs> and it just tastes like Kool-Aid. <laughs> so, I, I like me a Kool-Aid wine. I, but I, I like the flavor of this one. I could pair this with dinner. Mm -hmm. This would go really well with, I don't know. Um, I think I would probably pair it with something really savory, like a steak. It's not quite a red wine that you would have with steak, but it's got that aftertaste. That would pair nicely with red meat. Okay. So if if we're talking red meat, we could pair it with some pepperoni pizza. And that would be so delicious. I, <laughs> <laughs> so this reminds me of the first time I had Heineken. I'm not saying it tastes like Heineken, but that like bitterness oh, yeah, there's, reminds me of it. So you know I'm an IPA drinker, so the bitter actually works for me really, really mm -hmm. well. I really like that bitter aftertaste. And like I said, my, my go-to is always a sweet wine. Mm -hmm. I'll look, if I'm, if I'm in the mood for wine, I will look at the bottle at every one of them at Aldi's just to tell you how fancy <laughs> I am. And whichever one says sweet, I'm like, guess you're coming home with me today. So um, I tend to drink Moscato, okay. which is an incredibly sweet wine and frequently a bubbly sweet wine. I am sure that that's probably what I drink too. I'll tell you the next time I pick up a bottle of it. <laughs> I... I I'm telling you guys, I am not a wine drinker, but if you are, 
Um, this is this is really really good. Um, yeah, you can you can feel the alcohol, mm-hmm. which is not something you can do with a lot of the wines that I drink anyway. Yep. You can feel the burn of the alcohol. It tastes really good. It's got a really like bitter flavor, but it's not making. This is going to make you guys realize how not bougie I am. It doesn't have that fierce bitter flavor that makes you like almost crinkle your whole face up because yeah. it like tastes that way. I like I like that. I oh. so you know the taste you know the taste when you when you cut a grapefruit and just bite into it. That's what I love. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Like I'm talking bit. about like when you sip your wine and it's so dry that everything oh, in the you, dry. Okay. everything in you makes you want to just mm-hmm. cringe. Okay, yeah, I cannot unless handle you're dry fancy. Wine. Yeah, in which case, um, I'm sure you very much like that horrible feeling. I I don't. Um, and when it comes to beer, like I I get called fancy a lot for drinking IPAs, but I I just I just like IPAs. I I like how bitter they are. Um, I think I'm going to get you to try a beer on here with me. This is only 11.5 That's by all. volume. Really? And it, the way I can feel the alcohol in my throat makes me feel like it's maybe more. I'm, I'm going to review this like I would a beer, just, just for the sake of my beer snobs out there. Do it. So beer snobs out there, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's got a very nice mouth feel. Um, so when it first hits your mouth, um, it it has a very light airy texture to it and then your tongue gets bitten a little bit just just a little bit by the um by the bubbliness of it right Mm -hmm. by the carbonation so it bites your tongue just a little bit kind of imagine like you're drinking coca-cola you know that first bite yeah yeah so it's super light as far as the liquid itself it bites your tongue a little bit with the carbonation and you will get like not an overwhelming sweetness, but your whole mouth will get like kind of that tingly sweet feeling to it. Then it just goes right away and it turns into bitter um, and it goes down really smooth. Yeah. That's how I would. That's probably the yeah best way to describe it. And I'm over <laughs> here like, yeah, your whole face doesn't scrunch up like it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we clearly are not fancy wine drinkers. But uh, if you are looking for a decent sparkling rosé, um, I am not a wine drinker and I enjoy this. Yeah, I think it's really lot. good and yeah. it's kind of fun because you can also buy a little teeny tiny Dracula cape for it. Yeah. Oh, what's really cool is now you have a bottle that says Dracula sitting on your shelf. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And cool. if I get him the little cape, out of this world. Put the cape on it. it without the cape. The cape is like yeah. $9. I might do that. Yeah. Order the cape and it'll be our new, uh, our new, our new, you know, mascot. For the show. He's our wine mascot. <laughs> He's our wine mascot. He and the coffee cup can um, just hang out. Yeah, they they can just they can just also know, for those of you listening, just real quick, we are looking for names for our coffee cup. We are, we absolutely are. So by coffee cup, we mean uh, the skull coffee cup that you see on our logo. Uh, just so you know, so we're not looking to name like our coffee cups that we own. Uh, because I already have Frederick, and he's a great coffee cup. Joffrey, uh, yeah. Yep, you have Joffrey. So we are not going to move past that. So we're talking about <laughs> our coffee cup logo. Uh, we need to know a name for it. And yeah. you know what? If someone submits a name that we like, I'm willing to give them a small prize. I won't tell you what it is, but if you because give us... we don't know what it is either. We don't know what it is either. All right? We don't know either. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you, I'm going to order some merch soon for, for so us. I'm so excited. Um, just for us to, to wear to some of the, the upcoming events we have, which again, stay tuned to Facebook to hear more about that because we're very excited. Um, and when I do that, maybe I'll order something extra that we can send out. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe it could be a coffee cup. Maybe a coffee cup. Because they're not super expensive. Or we could put the coffee cup logo on a coffee cup. 
be really meta about Cough-ception. it. Cough-ception. Yeah. So if you can think of a, of a good name, um, let us know. And by the way, for, for the metalheads out there, what I'm looking for is something like Iron Eddie. Maiden's mascot is named Eddie, right? Uh, Megadeth's mascot, Vic. All right, so we have different names that we can look at here. That's what we're thinking. We're going to be the metal version of True Crime Podcast with a, a name for our logo. So let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so... Uh, yeah, let's get depressed. I'm glad we, have we got wine, wine to for get this. us through it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So for my episode today, I unfortunately have to give you guys um, a story that is very... Very, very new and um, beyond tragic and heartbreaking. And I'm going to try to get through this one without getting too emotional about it. Um, I think you guys probably know what I'm going to talk about. It is a hot topic right now. And that is the um, the, 22, the 2022 University of Idaho killings. Um, Kelsey, have you heard anything about this yet? Not much. Okay. So... I'm just going to get right to the point, and then we're going to break down what we know about this. Because, guys, this is um, very, very open, and it is a very active case right now. So we are not going to, unfortunately, we're not going to have a resolution to this one. This is literally just so you can kind of catch up on what's happening with this ongoing situation. So in the early morning hours of November 13th, a mass murder took place in the town of Moscow, Idaho. Um, four University of Idaho students were stabbed to death in an, uh, in an off-campus rented home by one or possibly more attackers using one or more um, what they're describing as long knives. Um, the authorities have not identified any suspects at this point. And... Um, there have been some issues, and I'm, I'm not going to get into this because this is not the right time to, but there have ha there have been some, some issues with the investigation so far where there have been reversals of several police statements, and some authorities seem to be rather overwhelmed with what's happening, and I'm not sure that they are equipped to handle, to handle a case like this. So, the FBI stepped in? We're going to get to that in just a moment. I have okay. all the updates up until today. So let's go ahead and jump um, right into this. So first of all, before we say anything else, I want to put out the names of the victims um, just so we know who they are. I'm going to use their first names through this because um, there's a couple last names here that I'm struggling to pronounce. So I apologize for that ahead of time. Um, the first victim is Ethan Capen um, at 20 years old. The second victim is Kaylee um, Goncalves, uh, 21, um, Zaina Kernodal, 20, and Madison Mogan, 21. We are talking very, very, very young people here um, who died horrifically. So let's, um, let's get to the story and what we know so far. Um, and again, guys, uh, I want to issue a trigger warning here. This is not pleasant. Um, Chapin and Kernodal, um, who had been dating since spring, uh, earlier on the night of November 13th, were at an on-campus party at the Sigma Chi fraternity, um, of which Chapin was a member. Um, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturday evening, 
So they were there from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturday evening. Sorry about that. And they returned home at approximately 1.45 a.m. The other two victims who were lifelong friends, uh, Mogan and Goncalves. Again, I hope I'm saying that last name correct. Um, I forgot that I actually used their last names in this, so my apologies. Had gone together to a downtown sports bar at 10 p.m. on Saturday evening, which they left at 1.30 a.m. I have watched these videos, and there is a live stream video from a nearby food truck that showed the two at the truck at 1.41 a.m., chatting, smiling, seeming like they were having a great time. Nobody seemed worried. They didn't look like anyone who had been in, into any sort of altercation or anything like that. And that is the last video um, of the two young women alive. Um, they got their food uh, two minutes after the video picked them up and left to take what the police said was an Uber ride home, um, only to reverse themselves later and say it was a ride from a private party. Okay. So the two girls, uh, so the, the couple, um, Chapin and Kernodal, uh, were at a party um, on campus and returned mm -hmm. home around 1.45 a.m. Um, the two young women, um, who were lifelong friends, um, were at a sports bar um, until about 1.41 a.m. when they went to the food truck outside of the sports bar, ordered food, and then got a ride home. And okay. again, the police initially said it was an Uber, but now they're saying it was a private ride. So who knows for sure? Um, all four victims uh, were confirmed to be back home by approximately 1.45 a.m. Um, the sports bar was not far from their house. I've seen a map. Um, it, gotcha. So it, they, without traffic, I, I could see how they could easily get there in five minutes or so. So they were confirmed to have been home approximately 1.45. Um, during this time, the police are saying that they have seven unanswered phone calls that were made from the phone of Goncalves to her former longtime boyfriend, um, and fellow student um, between between 2:26 a.m. and uh, and 2:52 a.m. and Mogan, her best friend, also called him three uh, three times, starting at 2:44 a.m. and stopping at 2:52 a.m. So both of them were calling the one's ex boyfriend over and over and over again um, between approximately 2:30 a.m. and 3 a.m. Okay. In the early Sunday morning hours, um, between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., all four students were stabbed to death on the second and third floors of a shared rental home close to, uh, close to campus in which three of them resided. So the three women all resided there. The home had six bedrooms, uh, two on each floor. Three of the victims... Uh, which were Madison, Kaylee, and Zana, lived in the house, while the fourth victim, Ethan, uh, was there sleeping over with his girlfriend on the night of the attacks. So the, and, and again, I'm probably going to butcher this, so I apologize. The Lata, uh, Latae, L-A-T-A-H County um, coroner said the walls of the scene were splattered in blood. She conducted autopsies um, on all four victims and said the victims all appeared to have been stabbed multiple times with a large knife, likely all being done by the same weapon. At least one victim with apparently defensive stab wounds on her hands and possibly more appeared to have tried to fight off their attacker 
Um, and that the vi- and uh, the victims may have been attacked while sleeping in their beds. None showed signs of sexual assault. Toxicology reports were pending at this point. Um, the victims were not bound or gagged, and all four deaths were de- were deemed homicide by stabbing almost immediately. At this point, no murder weapon has been discovered. Okay. Yeah, so let's take a moment to kind of unwrap everything I just told you, because I have more. So what what are your thoughts so far, if you don't mind me asking? So I'm a little bit concerned mm-hmm. about who could have done this and why they would have done this. But what keeps what keeps going through my mind is stabbing isn't an easy way to murder somebody it is not it, it's not simple mm-hmm. it's not quiet necessarily no um how was no one alerted prior to also being murdered yeah we're going to talk about that a little bit more because there's there's some weird stuff at play here and i'm going to tell you guys something um and, and again not to get too graphic here but myself and kelsey both we grew up in rural west virginia right we grew up we did. I, I at the risk of losing any listeners who may not like this i am a hunter i like to hunt I, I, it's just something I, I grew up doing. Um, I have hunted my entire life. And in that time, I have also helped skin deer um, and things like that. And I can tell you that using a knife is not silence at all. Um, it's, it's loud. It makes noises. When a knife cuts into flesh, you can hear it, when it from a distance bone. away. Yeah. And let, let, let us be clear, um, in case this brings you listeners back, um, I am not a hunter. <laughs> I just went to culinary school. Right. Yeah. Um but it's not it's not simple. It's not easy. Stabbing no. something it's regardless work. of how sharp your knife is mm-hmm. is work. It is work. It is difficult to do. Mm-hmm. The the body does not want to be stabbed. Yeah. It resists being stabbed. Correct. You you hit bone, you hit muscle, you hit all kinds of things. And aside from like specific areas of the body, like the mm-hmm. stomach and the throat and things like that, it's not an easy thing to do. No. So there's no way that this was quiet enough that no one heard something happening. Yeah. And and before we before we get into it, I will give you guys a spoiler alert here. One, there was another roommate home who apparently was there at the time of the attacks. And we're going to get into that here in just a moment. Um, from my understanding, this person is not considered a suspect. OK, so the, the and the police may know more than we do. I'm but, sure they do. Yeah, they they have a tendency to keep things under wraps. Right. Because say they find someone that they think did it. Or someone is confessing if they don't have specific details that only the police know, then... Right. So that could be what this is. But um, I'm also disturbed by how a... Because, listen, every little detail matters when you're talking about investigating a murder, let alone the homicide of four people, the brutal homicide of four people. So getting something as simple as how they got the ride home from the sports bar... Um, seems like a big error to me. Well, I mean, that might be something where they were talking to the other roommate and they were, and that person said, oh yeah, they got an Uber and 
that's how they normally traveled. And instead of looking at it, they just trusted their word. They looked at Uber to see who the driver was to speak to that person and then realized that it wasn't Uber. Got it. Maybe. So maybe. It might be something like that. I can I can pretty easily explain that away. But did it? Did you happen to say who had defensive wounds? Um, I did not see who has who had the defensive okay. wounds. Again, I think this might be what that might be one of these specifics that they're keeping yeah. out. Uh, th- that way, they have questions they can actually ask suspects. Because again, I and here's my assumption, and I'm just going to give you that right now. My assumption it would have is it would have to be the girl who was sleeping with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. because likely. Um, because I, that's what I kept thinking. Um, if someone's sleeping by themselves because in a separate room, they were room, together. Yeah, because they were together. If and you're she together, would have woken someone up. may have woken up, right? So I gotcha. That's what I'm thinking could have happened. But oh my god, what a nice house that has such good insulation! You can't hear all that. I know. Yeah, I didn't have that in college. Let's let's get to that. Let's get to that right now because I, I want to talk about this part. Okay. There were two other roommates. Both women who were in the house at the time... There were two other roommates. ...of the killings. Yep, I said one. There's actually two. There were two other roommates, both women, who were in the house at the time of the killings, having returned home around 1 a.m., but were not attacked or held hostage. Um, Investigators do not believe that either of them is involved in the killings. My next question. Were they on the third floor? That I don't know. Again, this is not something I've seen. There's a, sh- there's a, almost said something. There's a lot of articles about this. Um, and I haven't gone through all of them yet. I just mostly pulled out the basics of the story so that we could get the story down because I feel like this is one that we're going to have to follow um, and that we're going to have a lot so of So here's my on. thought, right? Yeah. Okay, these women were either also on the second floor or on the third floor. He started on the first floor, went individually to the bedrooms. That would muffle some of the sound. Mm-hmm. He goes up. Go. I'm just assuming it's a man that did this. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. Regardless. So they go up to the second floor. The next room they go to is the girl that had her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. There's a scuffle. There's noise. They chicken out. And they leave. And they leave. That could be. That could be. I mean, that's that's that may be what it is. Um, because if they were on completely different floors, then I understand it. If it was one of those apartment buildings where all, where it's like one central room and all the rooms are just off of that central room. Right, but you said there yeah. were two bedrooms on each Correct. floor. Yep. So my thought is mm-hmm. that the two were downstairs either in one of the other rooms or their own personal rooms. And that's where they were attacked, moved on didn't expect another person to be there. Mm-hmm. That could be what it is. Yeah. So um, this this next part is also kind of odd. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to get into it now uh, because I, there's something about this next part that kind of stands out to me. And I'll explain what it is. I'll see if you catch it first. Um, now, th- there is a small update on this next part, which I'll give you here in just a moment. But at the time um, that I was writing all of this down, nobody had called 911 until 11.58 a.m. So the other roommates returned home at 1 a.m. Uh-huh. Um, the murders took place somewhere between 3 and 4 a.m. And nobody 
nobody called the police until almost noon the next day. Now, they are college kids. They might have been up drinking, you know, and, and overslept. But we'll get into that here in just a moment. Um, again, that was a long time after the initial murders. And when the 911 call was made from the cell phone of one of these surviving um, roommates who lived in the residence, um, it was about someone in the residence being unconscious. That's how it was called it. So it was called it as an unconscious person. When the police arrived, the door to the home was open. There was no sign of forced entry or damage inside the home, and nothing appeared to be missing. The two roommates of the victims were in the residence, neither of whom uh, called 911 until later that day. Um, all four victims were pronounced dead um, at noon. So generally right after, it sounds like right after the police arrived. Um, initially, the police cla claimed that it was a crime of passion and that there was no danger to the public, only to reverse themselves later on, causing thousands of students to flee the town. Which is fair. It's extremely fair. I I would rather see that than what happened in Gainesville. Yeah, same. Where they so. where they just weren't worried about it at all. So here here's what stands out about this to me. Um, there is now evidence mounting that one of the victims did call nine one one. What? I don't know all of the details on it yet, but I saw a report earlier today, which I am going to go dive into um, right after we finish this. Because again, guys, this is just our introduction to it. We are going. I am going to. I'm probably going to spend my next couple hoarders talking about this and giving updates, to be honest with you, because um, I am uh, shocked by this one. And I, I want to I want as much information out there to the public as possible so that that we can do something as a community to, to try to help find who may have done this. The thing that stands out to me the most about this, there are two things. Well, three things. Number one, the report of an unconscious person. With those stab wounds, how would there not be blood everywhere? There, they said there was blood on the walls and everything. Why was it called in as an unconscious person? And, and that's it. That's really bizarre. Right. The next one that stands out to me is no force entry. No signs of any damage in the house. Somebody knew that house to walk into the door that they knew was open, go straight to the rooms they needed to go to without damaging anything or waking anyone up. Um, that seems odd. Um, and then the last thing that gets me was where the police initially reported that it was a crime of passion only to reverse that and say there was very much a real danger to the public. That leads me to believe that the police think this had nothing to do with anyone that these people knew. It was literally just a premeditated attack where they just said, I'm going to find some people with their door unlocked and I'm going to kill some people, which is uh, disturbing and horrifying. And people should be fleeing that town if that's the case. So. So here's the thing. Yeah. This was, I assume, in a neighborhood. Because when you live in college, you live in Correct. houses and neighborhoods. Yes. Um, I, I assume that's the same everywhere. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're canvassing the ring doorbells in the area. They might. I'm sure they are. I'm sure um, they are. But, like, do we think this guy was just trying 
door after door after door or did he know the door was going to be unlocked did he know where the spare key was like did he get let in i don't know and again i think they are they're keeping a lot of this under wraps they're so basically the police and i do applaud them for this part of it they are dropping information little bits at a time and i'm Mm -hmm. assuming they're dropping the information in an attempt to hold on to as much as they can and feed just enough to the public to um, hopefully lead to some tips so it does seem like they're handling their business the right way there i am however still going to say that i'm disturbed by the fact that they have had to reverse so many of their statements um yeah maybe they should stop talking until they know what they need yeah yeah Um, I I understand where they're saying things and keeping interest up and trying to, like, get tips, etc. But maybe stop making... Assumptions? Maybe stop letting whoever keeps telling those talk to to anybody. it's, it's, It's... It's not good that misinformation is getting reported um, and that the the information you need to have out there is being reported incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it and I'm not trying to be mean because, again, there, there's likely a lot of really good people working on this and trying really hard. But you probably shouldn't release information until you know it's factual. Like, you shouldn't tell people not to panic um, when well, there's I a think reason that, to panic. I think that's um, pretty standard, though. Yeah. Time anything happens they're like all right everybody don't panic till you gotta panic this time they just had to go back and be like okay guys good mm-hmm. news um go ahead and panic yeah like so i only have a little bit left let me get this out and then we can just get our our, our final reactions to our this bullshit. yeah and, i got you um talk about talk about where we take this from here um as a podcast because like i said i would i would like to keep going down this road um for this podcast because and i'll explain why this one interests me so much here in just a moment i'll kind of get into the details um so no suspects or motives have been announced um and there have not been any arrests made that's not odd we're only a week literally a week out from it uh right right this second Mm -hmm. um though police have rolled out a man seen in the video footage at the food truck uh the uber driver who drove uh the two home Okay, um, so it was an Uber. It was an Uber, yeah. And okay. the two, yeah, so again, they initially announced it was an Uber, and then they said it was a private ride, and apparently it was an Uber. So they've been all over the place with this. Um, and the two roommates who were home during the killings have also uh, been um, ruled out as suspects, according to the police. The authorities have left open the possibility that there could be more than one attacker. So the university um, canceled classes on the day after the murders on November 14th. Um, It also scheduled a candlelight vigil to be held um, on the building lawn on November 30th. Um, And here's what I'm going to say. They the university seems to have their ducks in a row. Uh, They have come out and said, like, if if you do not want to stay here, you we are not forcing you to stay here. If you want to go home until until more information is known, you can go home. Um, They are handling it relatively well. Um, But here's what stands out to me. And and I'm going to throw this out there and I'm going to say, first of all, I am not a proponent of the idea that video games and movies and popular culture cause people to kill anyone. I agree. 
I, I think your actions are yours alone. This sounds a lot like a lot of the slasher movies that have ever been made. I was going to make a comment about it. But yeah, it, it really does. Um, Urban Legend takes place on a college campus. Final Exam takes place on a college campus. There's a million of them. I believe it's Scream 2 that takes place on a college campus. It is Scream 2. And it just all feels like a real-life slasher movie. And it's horrifying. And it's really scary to me that the police seem as dumbfounded in real life as they make them seem um, in those types of movies. So I just want to point out, for those of you that are thinking that, I feel like we're all thinking that. And I feel really... I, I So first of all, I went to school, I went to college, you went to college. We know what it's like to be young and in college and having everything ahead of you and to see these these young people um, brutally murdered before before two of them were even of legal drinking age is um, it's a nightmare for those families. It's a nightmare for that community. Um, I, I just, I feel terrible for everybody involved. And the sooner we find out who's responsible for this and what their motive was, the better off we're going to be. Um, so I do have information. It's not presently right in front of me about where you can call if you have tips. Um, they are not ruling out that it could be someone from outside of their community, outside of their state. So if you know anyone who might know anything about this, please, please, please report whatever you know. I'm sure they'll take any lead. I'm sure they will take any information. Again, we have four dead children here, 20 and 21 years old. There's, I know that legally they're adults, they're children. And they were brutally murdered. And whoever did it has to be brought to justice. So if you have information, please, please, please give it to the police. Um, we will make sure that Brittany links the um, the information for who you can call. If there's a tip website, I've got a lot of it written down. I just was not prepared for it. Sorry about that, guys. Um and like I said, as we get updates, I will keep bringing them to the table, even if we just do a couple minute update before each episode um, until we figure out what happened here. Um, I think it would be nice to stay on top of it and uh, yeah, let everybody know um, how it's going. And I'm sure all of you know what to look for, those of you in the area or knowing people from that area, um, anyone who picked up and moved mm -hmm. really quickly. Yep. Um, anyone acting strange, anyone who is weirdly interested in keeping updated on the case, yep. as, besides us, it wasn't us. Um, yeah, we were in West Virginia. The <laughs> whole time. We can prove it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but really, no, those are, those are basic things to look out for. So if you know anyone from the area, that you are from that area, and you see something, say something, because everything... Is worth looking into, even if it's to check someone off as not a suspect. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's it's never going to hurt to say something seems off here. Let me report it. Um, please do. Uh, I'm Again, I'm sure the police would, would love any tips, any updates, anything that you can provide them to help. I'm, I'm sure they'll take it. So um, with that being said, this is why I try to stick to more lighthearted 
stories because the more that comes out about this, um, the more sad it makes me. I mean, this yeah. is this is a bad one for me. Um, and and it's yeah. This this sounded like a real Kelsey episode. Yeah, I know, I know. Except you know, no nobody on uh, designer drugs eating faces off and stuff like that. I that didn't happen here, but we still ended up with uh, four brutally murdered um young people and, and they're they're they ha they deserve justice we gotta Me figure too. out who did this this is insane all right that's all i have and i'm glad i could uh, i could leave you guys all on a downer i will <laughs> try my best um while i'm giving updates on this to also bring something a little bit more light to the party uh to try to help out because i know this is a super heavy subject and it is ongoing and um yeah this one was too big and too important for me not to cover so i agree yeah all right so uh i'm matt and i'm kelsey and you guys uh stay creepy stay super creepy guys